thing i can edit this right this is a fantastic pilot piece this is your yeah. pilot speaking yeah pilot beat coming in with uh giuseppe over here for the new two frenzy podcast yes uh is your man pilot beat local lactose tolerant <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself thanks everyone for coming in and listening in this is the two friends eat podcast i'm gonna be your host giuseppe i'm here with my co-host and friend pete peter what do you prefer to go by Whatever's convenient, to be honest. This is going to be the pilot episode. Any feedback you can give us would be great. We have an email. It's going to be at twofriendseat at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. And yeah, let's get the pod started. The first thing we're going to talk about is ourselves. Let's get to know, let the people get to know us. Pete, you want to start that off? Sure, why not? I'm not a very complex individual, I feel. Like the any standard man, the weight of my heart is through my stomach. Not very picky at all there. I don't really get too in-depth with things. That's why some reviews tend to be a little on the difficult side for me to explain. But I know I like food. I know I like pretty much all of it. I usually spend most of my time gaming. I'm trying to do more time in the gym. Stuff like that. You know, you gotta if you're going to be eating a good amount, you got to keep up with the exercise. Absolutely. Uh, calories in, calories out, right? Yeah. That's it. So it, that's, the, that's the goal, at least. Yes. And what what are your hobbies? So you say you like video games. Obviously, you're a connoisseur of food. Board games. Card games. games. A lot of trading card games. I have like four. I just bought another one. Play Pokemon Magic. Not a big Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Classic only. I don't like my card to be an essay. I just bought like, I have like six decks of the Digimon game. And I just bought the One Piece game. So big into anime. Bleeding into other things. Pretty much it right now. We live a simple life. Cool. And myself, uh, my name's Giuseppe. I personally am a huge fan of food. Obviously, I started the Two Friends Eat about six or seven years ago at this point. The reason I started the Two Friends Eat web series is because I was a huge fan of all these small family-owned restaurants. And with time, a lot of these restaurants were closing down because they didn't have enough business and get enough recognition. And then when one of my favorite shops closed down due to, again, lack of business, I wanted to do something about it. I was, I, I knew there was something that I can use my skills for. So I ended up grabbing my iPhone. I got a couple of my friends. And I just started recording videos of all these small hole-in-the-wall places that people might not know about. Because, again, like a lot of the times people think Italian food. They'll say, oh, where do you want to go? Don't put me on the spot to make me say Olive Garden. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, you don't want to go to Olive Garden. But most I'm people there for think the breadsticks. Oh, yeah, that's what everyone does. My wife loves Olive Garden. And to me, it's like... Literally torture because I can go home and make a homemade puttanesca sauce and she takes me there to eat this trash that, you know what, it has its purpose. We'll have we'll talk about that dif- later at a different time, different episode. But for what it is, I want to get people to leave this comfort zone that they have and try out new places. So the Two Friends Eat started. I want to have a friend of mine come along, give me their perspective and me and them might not always get along or agree, but... We'll be able to make it entertaining and feature the restaurant and show off their food. So now we're on the next step. We're starting this journey together. We're doing a podcast. We're going to be talking about 
the food, food news. We're going to do recaps of the previous month's episodes. So that way if people haven't had a chance to watch the videos or they don't read the reviews, because with every video, every video in the series, I write a full length review. But a lot of the times it's hidden in the weeds and people only see the video and don't realize there's written review. And then at the end, we're going to discuss after the featured topic of the podcast, we're going to read our letters. We have question and answers at the end. We've gotten a few letters. We're going to we're going to just take it from there. And if this takes off, you know, instead of being a monthly thing, maybe it'll be a biweekly thing. And we'll have guests on. I have a couple of people I've already spoke to and reached out that would love to be part of the podcast and talk about their experience as business owners or as other fellow food critics and reviewers. And it's going to be fun. Let's move forward. We're going to be talking about news. One of the things that I've researched for local news is there's going to be a couple of new pizza places opening up. One in Haverhill, Massachusetts, and then one up in Manchester. The one in Manchester is called Cancun Pizza. They look to be more of a bar-style pizza, similar to like Cape Cod pizza. If you've ever seen the frozen Cape Cod pizzas at the supermarket, think of that only fresh, not frozen. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to swinging by there with a friend, checking it out. Well, with the name Cancun Pizza, I expect there should be some sort of tequila-themed drink in there. Oh, I see a lot of drinks there. <laughs> they, do, they do look like that they offer some mojitos and a few other things. So we're not just there for the food, but we're going to see what else they have. That's what we call the atmosphere. Now, as for Haverhill, I don't have the let me let me pull it up here. I actually have it. <laughs> I have it on my watch. Actually, no, there is no notes on my watch. Damn. Pete, did I send you an invite to the notes? I think I gave you an invite to the notes, no? Not yet with that one, but he said there's a new pizza place in Haverhill. Yeah, there's a new pizza place in Haverhill. Let's look up Let's the see name. If I can just find it real fast on the spot. Yeah. You remember what the name of it might be? Not off the top of my head. No, that's not it. That's the old Napolese story. Let me me pull it up on my freaking thing. I thought I could pull it up from my watch, but having to record it from the phone. Um, I'll send you an invite. You can pull it up on your device and then we can read it from there. I can definitely read emails from my watch, though. That's easy. That's why I have a micro browser on here. Different from micro browser. All right, so... I'm sending it to you right now via... Yeah, we can always figure it out later. Ugh, the Wi-Fi is not the best. Oh, you know what? I here. can just email it. All right, and we're going to go ahead and send it. Receive it. Go back to video. Indication. Yeah. Mother. And I had it perfectly before. I'm really going through it there. There we go. So let's pull up the news. I've got the articles right here. We already talked about Cancun pizza. The pizza place that is opening up is called Solid Sliced. So Solid Sliced is from the Grill Next Door Chef. So the story behind these guys is that there was a restaurant called Grill Next Door off of one, uh, Route 97 from Salem to Haverhill. And they ended up shutting down. And because of that, a lot of gift cards were sold. And now they're no longer honored. These guys, being one of the cooks from the old restaurant, is going to open up Solid Sliced Pizza in Haverhill. And they're going to honor those old gift cards. So if anybody had purchased gift cards to the grill next door, you are more than welcome to bring it to their new location, this chef's location uh, in Solid Slice, when they open and they'll honor those gift cards. I think that's awesome. 
You know, I think it's like, a good way to get people through the door for sure. Yeah, it's a good starter. You know, and it, it also help build that reputation with those people that you know that you weren't part of that uh, shenanigans and that you want to kind of you know do right by the community. You know, I think more people should do that. Another place that had a similar situation happen was Kruger's. Kruger's is a restaurant, and Olivia's, which is I think by the same people, and they had sold a whole bunch of gift cards right before Christmas. And then come January, they shut down. Yeah. They <laughs> refunded people for the reservation of their halls, but they did not refund them for the gift cards. Yeah. How would you feel if you ended up buying gift cards and you're going to give them to friends and family for Christmas gifts? And then next thing you know, they go to use it and the place is shut down. Uh, I would definitely be very disappointed with that. Although I probably... Be disappointed in getting a gift card to a restaurant in the first place sometimes. Really? Why? Uh, I don't know. At that point, I mean, if it's my absolute like favorite place in the world, like I kind of like it. I would rather have a little bit of the money to that knowing that it's being put towards the, like something like that. You know, like a Visa gift card. So you're you're more upset about the fact that you're limited to where you can go, and not so much the fact that you are given something that isn't a gift. You want to have the freedom to choose where to eat and not feel like you're forced to go to this place. Well, I mean, I don't really mind being forced to go to a place per se, but I think if my personal opinion with, with gift cards in general is that if it's not a place you spend a lot of money in, like Target or like Walmart or something like that, if it's usually like a Visa gift card does the job pretty well because you can use that anywhere you want. And, it, you know, it's still a gift card. Sometimes their cards look nicer. They got yeah. little gift boxes on you. Know, they're shiny. You can sign them. That feels fancy when you're younger. Yeah, they are. You know, you and that could be up. that could be that could be a nice little topic maybe for later. Like, you know, what makes good Christmas gift? What makes good gifts in general? What makes good gifts that are food related gifts? And those and what are what are not no- refundable. What when the business goes down? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those you could use anytime. I don't think Visa or Mastercard are going under anytime soon. <laughs> so yeah, just. Check those two pizza places. I'm excited to try them. Another place is we got to talk about is the local news. There's a place up in Derry that meant a lot to me. It was a place called The Grind. Rail Trail Cafe was one of my first reviews, like real reviews, where I kind of got my stride and my, my bearings on how the format of these videos for the web series was going to be. And they announced that this was either last month, the beginning of this month, was going to be the end of the grind. Very sad. It has to stop sometime. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing was, before COVID, they expanded. They had a location in Salem. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I usually try not to do the same place more than once. But if it's been a long enough time or they open a new location, I'll do a revisited episode that kind of is an updated version of their place, a review, mm-hmm. if the other one is kind of older or dated, which it was. So they deserved it. It was older in Salem, New Hampshire or Mass? Salem, New Hampshire. New Hampshire? Oh, yeah. Right, right, now. yeah, right by the 111 intersection where 90, 111 and 28 connect. Ah, I gotcha. It was nice and it's just sad because COVID probably just took a toll. I drove by, it was no longer there. And then when I try to go to the dairy location, they were usually closed and because they had to cut hours and now they're gone. But I do want to say that I wish the best to the owners of the Grand Rail Trail. I want to thank them myself for giving me the opportunity and the publicity because they shared my video 
far and wide. They helped so much with getting me the views and the followers that I have now. Almost, We're almost at 2,000, 2,000 followers, which is awesome. And a lot of it has to do with them. So I wish the owners, the people who work there the best, and I hope they have whatever success they can with their future endeavors. Moving on, we have a few other local news. We've got Yamas opened up a new location. They moved from their old Pelham location. They opened up where the old Bertucci's was in the mall. So you've been to the Salem Mall, yes? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Not too much restaurant-wise, but I'm just looking up to see which spot. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's over on there. the Sears side of the mall, what used to be Sears by Dick's oh, yeah, on the yeah, second yeah. floor. Wasn't that where they... Oh, yeah. You know what? I do remember that because I think they also had uh, for a little bit the... Um, Guy Fieri, or one of the what do you call? Yes, Flavor Town. Was it? Did they? That actually... was the Ghost Kitchen. Yeah, Absolutely. Ghost Kitchen. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask yep. that question next. I was like, I'm pretty sure they had their Ghost yeah. Kitchen over there. But you know, Guy Fieri, I love the guy. He's awesome. He's one of my heroes. He's one of my inspirations, really. The the diners, drive-ins, and dives. Triple D, such a good show. That is what my I aspire to. Which, by the way, it's, it's Guy Fieri. He doesn't like Guy Fieri. It's Guy Fieri. And yeah, and eventually I want to get a poster up here, the one with him with the with the flame button up shirt and the glasses, going yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be awesome. But he is he is a huge inspiration. Did to you me. ever um? Do you ever watch uh, Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmerman? No. Oh, see that one's more I think my inspiration for because yeah. he goes all around the world. And he just goes and specifically seeks out to eat, like, the strangest, like, like, dishes out there. I've heard of it. You know who I've seen? Man versus Food. That one, that was pretty good. But you think I like Andrew's the, I like the challengers. Because well, he goes and he brings, like, he goes and uh, really dives into the different cultures and everything. And will like, hang out with people who are from there. So, like, you're getting direct from the people. So, they'll take him to, like, basically, what, in a sense, uh, without reviewing what you do, go into the, the more hole-in-the-wall type areas and things. And he goes to find the strangest thing to eat, and he just goes at it. Oh, that sounds awesome. Definitely somebody, who, something that I need to watch. I'm going to add that to my list. It's good. It's good. I think that's probably where some of my inspiration comes from for being interested in strange combinations. And that's one of the things that I love a lot about you, Peter. Pete, whatever you prefer, right? Whichever is convenient. When we're at work and we're eating, whether it be at lunch or I bring something in or you have something weird and different that you want me to try, like you're always open to trying new things. Like, for example, right here, I ended up bringing some desserts from Piero's Bakery. From my last review, I did Piero's, Piero's Bakery and Piero's Pizza and Plus. And these little pastries, these are called sfogliatellas, which are spelt in a way that no one's ever going to guess. So good luck looking that up. These things are shaped like tiny little clamshells, right? And the outside is like a phyllo bread that's wrapped around. And the inside, it's filled with almost like a bread pudding with tiny little fruit squares. So I wanted you to try it if you've never had it. This was one of my dad's favorite desserts. Now, would you think that this is the side to bite from the back of the cornucopia? See, I like I like eating it from the back forward, but then the crumble sides start to fall apart. Uh. So if you, what I do, and this is what I do, I actually break it in half like I did in the video. So you can get a good understanding. And there you can see the little fruit squares right there, the fruit squares. And you can eat from the corners and you'll have one, two, three big bites. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. And yeah. really I'm going to do a little mute here for a second so I can not crunch through the mic. The texture is really what I love. You get the crunch from the outside, 
You got the soft breadiness on the inside, and then you get the chewiness from the fruit squares. Have you ever had this or anything like this before? Mm -mm. Tell me about it. What do you think? I like that the outside has that crunchy piece, but then it's like really soft and like more moist on the inside. I'm not a big fan of when pastries are like just more on the dry side. Always yeah. more on the moist side is what I prefer. Mm. Well, the big thing too is that a lot of pastries are single note. They're either soft, they're cakey, they're like mousse or frostedy or like like pudding. This gives you three different textures in one: crunch, breadiness, and then the chew from the fruit squares. So every bite is like a different experience. I love this thing. Again. I love that my dad got me into these things, and I'm happy to share this with you. These are the small ones, too. I was going to bring us big ones, and I said, no, 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 I'll get smaller. Mm. I'm going to do laundry after this. <laughs> I want to eventually have a segment called Pete's Eats. There we go. Well, I'll bring something new that I don't think you've ever had before, and have you try it, and give us like an on-the-spot review of what you think. That's a good idea. Pete's Eats. Mostly because it gets me to get food. I think that'll go for it. I'm going to finish this. I got to wash it down. What do you think of the sour? I think it's really good. Raspberry key lime. It's nice. Stark Brewery. I think that's the first three and a half percent like drink I've had in a while or ever, but the taste is there. That's what matters. Absolutely. I would say sour candy is my favorite, so it bleeds into my favorite types of drinks, so... <laughs> The nice thing yeah. is these guys are right from Manchester. So I was able to pick this up locally and they just brought it here. Usually what I a lot of the time have done is I go over to Pipe Dream Brewery, mm -hmm. which is over in Londonderry. I think it technically is. It's like 15, like 13, 15 minutes from here. See, one of the things I haven't done is any breweries or like actual like bars, bars. So that should be something we should do, especially like you seem well, to some be. Of them have some, some of them do have some like decent food. Mm. I wouldn't say they all have, like, the craziest food, but they definitely have some of the wackiest beer names. And I'm always a fan of a wacky beer name and a wacky beer can. Well, this one's pretty interesting. I like the color combos. Well, they had, um, what was it? Pipe Dream actually made one with, uh, you remember the album, was it album, or album and movie Straight, uh, Straight Outta Compton? Straight Outta Compton, yeah. They made a beer. N.W.A. Called Straight Out of Quarantine. <laughs> nice. It was a double IP. That one. That one was good and funny. Uh, but you know, not, there's not a lot of IPA fans out there. I feel it's well, a mixed bag. IPA. IPA had its very peak in like the late 2000s, early 2010s. You couldn't go into like a liquor store without tripping over two or three IPA displays. Yeah. You know, I feel like it kind of had to like. Was it almost Stockholm Syndrome myself and I liking that one? Yeah. But. Me, I gave it a try. What I don't like about IPAs is that they have a lot of like a grapefruit aftertaste or flavor. Mm -hmm. And I don't like grapefruit. I kind of gravitated to sours because they are almost like a very high alcohol version of uh, kombucha. Or you know, there's like a place that makes hard kombucha that is like local. It's called Auspicious Brew. In Nashua, they have the beer store off of Spitbrook. That's a great place to go for a lot of like nearby stuff, but they have some hard kombucha there. I've had that, some of that there. It's pretty good. The only problem is if 
you're like me and that's the drink you accidentally or because you know it's good buy it for your your night's gaming sesh or stuff like that. Like, You're full of probiotics, and that ain't, that's not a good thing. You're getting attacked by two ingredients and on two fronts, but neither here nor there. Um, I do want to talk about after all that. Do you have any more restaurant news? Or? Yeah, I got a couple more local places. These are rather quick. There's going to be uh, the Barking Dog Ale going from, like, another restaurant that closed. This is the Barking Dog Ale House in Haverhill. It was one of their other locations. Where, did you go there? Have you been no, there? No, I feel like I have might have had a, a drink from them before, but for the sound of it. Well, there was another location, so you might have gone to the other location. But the Haverhill location closed. At this point in time, we don't know what's going to be in there. But there are rumors. This is rumors that I've been hearing in the grapevines through the... Uh, different food groups on Facebook, that the Clada in Lawrence, which is a very well-established Irish-style pub and bar, is looking to move. And that the Barking Dog Ale House in downtown Haverhill may be their next location. Now, this is not confirmed. There is some credibility from the sources that I have that they are at least looking into this new location where the Barking Ale House was. So... If they end up moving there, you heard it here first. And the last thing that I'm going to bring up on local food news is that we have a new Greek restaurant opening in Manchester. As much as I'd like to go to this restaurant, I am very weary of giving money to patronize a location that may have had issues in the past paying their employees and paying their taxes. What are your thoughts on that? Like if someone had basically, you know, had a a bit of a troubled past, they're trying to start a new place, should you think we should give someone a second chance? Do you think that they should be given the opportunity to kind of show that they've changed their ways? I don't know. I mean, part of me would like to give whoever a second chance with it anyway, but, you know, I feel like if, I guess it depends on how much visibility you had on that, you know? Like, if you were dealing with it more up close or, like, more relevant, you might be a little more inclined to stay away. But, like, somebody who's walking in might not know. But, I mean, if that was presented to me before trying to go to a place like that, it might just deter me in an almost unconscious way, in a sense, I guess. Like, I wouldn't... My head would probably be like, it's a little sketchy. I don't know if I want to support something like that. As a food critic, my job is to taste the food, try the food, tell me what I think... Tell people what I think about the food... And all the other things from aesthetics to service is is part of it, but it's it's not all of it, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't ever want to kind of like give my money to somebody who isn't going to end up treating their employees well or paying, you know, their fair share in taxes. Though restaurants do work on a razor thin margin, if you can't afford to pay your taxes or pay your people, you don't deserve to be open. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially like the people are, are a huge piece of the restaurant itself like you can come there for the atmosphere like how just it's designed but like the people create a more homey atmosphere or the more interesting bustling atmosphere of a restaurant when the when it's like a bigger place but they also like when they're more like you know they're in a better environment the like the cooks are gonna you know they do a better job making the food you know you get better service with all the servers and it's just kind of like a consistent cycle of mutual beneficial actions all right, well, let's move on now to national news. So I did do a little bit of research into this, but not like it, it doesn't really have a ton of information. I don't know if you've been feeling that there's a lack of a specific 
flavor of hot sauce in recent grocery stores. Um, now, all too much, unfortunately. The, the funny part I think about it, which didn't really come to my head for a lot, which does make sense to me, is the average hot sauce consumer at like a low level who just knows by like, you know, maybe just like Frank's Bad or Tabasco yeah. and things like that. Texas Pizza is one of them, but uh, it's a different. Give me one second here. It likes to do this. There we go. You know, sriracha is a big uh, hot sauce. I know with a ton of people. And, I, like, at one point, I think I was having almost every single f- meal I had. Uh, yeah. It wasn't helping me out too much, but it was definitely real tasty. Now, the funny portion for that is I feel like the average person, and for a while, me as well, thought, like, when you th- go to sriracha, it you'd, you'd think of the bottle with the rooster on it. Yeah. Now, what I thought was funny and what did make sense to me after is Sriracha was the sauce type. Oh, it's not a brand name. Like it's, it's the not actual the brand type. Name. Like that. Like it's a. It's an entire uh, sauce type, which makes sense. Like when I so kind of like kind of like how pesto's its own thing. You got marinara. You got fried apple. It's not so much that it's a brand of hot sauce. It's a type of hot sauce in and of itself. Exactly. Like the actual. Okay. The actual one with the the rooster on the bottom, the famous green green cap. Mm-hmm. Is actually, I think it's Hue Fong's or however you pronounce that. My Asian languages are pronunciation is. Yeah, I'm poor, sorry if we mispronounce Japanese. anything here. Please um, correct us if you can. So please. I think it's. I think that's the flavor of it. It might be a different one, but the the main thing you need to know: famous green cap with the square bottle uh-huh. and the the rooster you see. And yeah, you'll see. There's like there's like card games with it and stuff on it. There's so many different things you can find with it. It's honestly hilarious. Uh, but that went on like I think uh, during 2022 a tiny bit of a of a blip of a shortage. And I remember going to Shaw's when I was living up in Merrimack, yeah. and I couldn't find it for a bit. And then I would see it for later, and I saw that in the news or somewhere saying there was a shortage. And then I just like I I don't think I think because of that I kind of lowered my consumption of just sriracha mm-hmm. itself, and I was going to like some of the more I guess like ha- almost. Not name brands, but like yeah. step below where they're like they're pretty big in the area. I don't know if they're popular just around here, but you know, going to different like some hotter sauces and different types. Oh, you you know me and hot sauce. If if there's any listeners out there that are from my uh, our job, our work where we we reside, I have a collection of hot sauces that I bring in for everyone to enjoy, and it goes all the way down from the lowliest of hot sauces with like a level one heating all the way up to the last dab, and I even have the bomb and a hotter level than the bomb called uh, the bomb beyond insanity. It's a good or time. ground zero by the spoonful for sure, <laughs> Mister. I added all three and just downed it from a spoon. Yes. Well, you got to make them understand. That's the that day you're the top I, hot you man. earned my respect. <laughs> Self torture when it comes to food for a challenge is <laughs> of no consequence to me. Uh, you know, the pain is temporary. Yeah. The the honor is forever. <laughs> yes, and the honor you have earned. Everyone's. It's almost like a rite of passage now. Everyone who comes to that location, our job, it's like, oh, you're here, you're new, you got to do the hot sauce challenge. People won't respect you until you do the hot sauce challenge. I love seeing the, the, their the agony. They're like, I'm not going to do this. I'm on a 15. Or I'm not going to do this on my lunch. I'm just like, well, I'll do this in like five minutes and I can go right back to my yeah. job. They're probably looking for me right now. But <laughs> So the to go back with it, the uh, yeah. that specific hot sauce is the – it's for some reason it's just them. 
And I've looked into it a little more with like other different uh, hot sauces and other versions of sriracha. Yeah. And it's, I mean, those bottles themselves are like going high up there. Some places. Dude, I've seen it for like $18 a bottle. And they're not even the big ones. They're just like the medium to small size ones. It's insane. Yeah, it's pretty. The markup is nuts. nuts. I think I think they're pulling a, a, a PlayStation Five and they just causing a, a manufactured scarcity there. They want to make a higher profit. They they're, they're pulling an egg. Remember when eggs were like ten dollars a freaking dozen? Oh, you know, I wish I, I think wish that's they what they're were doing, doing that because the eggs came back pretty quick, and I'm back to buying them for like a dollar thirty six at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah, the These. organic ones are like a two dollars, which is a deal. Yeah, I, I've already poisoned my body enough with like, <laughs> unorganic things. I don't think I was like. A, I honestly think recovery wise, might be too late for me. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you this. All right, so we are all in agreement here that there is a, a sriracha shortage, and obviously but just for a the huge one deal. brand though. Yeah, the one brand. Yeah. So my next question for you is: What are your alternatives? What brands have you found to be good substitutes? Oh, that's a good question. I honestly think I've just kind of forgotten about it at this point, and I've been almost all in on just that one type. Oh, come on. I've brought a few in to work for you to try. There's that coconut sriracha that that's I got. That's a good one, but it's like, I don't know. The, the, their blend for that one specific type, it just, chef's kiss hits this like real well. Like, it's that good good mixture, but um, give me one quick second. Go and do what you got to do, the bud. The headset is dying. Yes. I just need to plug it in. No worries. They and I've got this. a few I've got a few alternatives here that I go to. I actually see you have one of the brands that I like. It's called Three Mountain Brand. That one's pretty good. I do – I haven't had a ton of it, but when it comes to, the like, the red – like, the ones made of, like, the chili paste. Yes. There's only, I feel like there's only one go-to for me. It's just, it's it's that elite. But I do find it interesting that they're the only one having the shortage, and they've on, the only thing that they're able to explain for it is they're just short on uh, On the specific peppers they use, right? It's a particular pepper that is like a, a special blend that they've met, um, they've GMO'd or, or um, grown themselves that gives it that unique flavor that not other sriracha brands But I'm wondering if it really is that unique because every other inventory of like pretty much every other pepper is perfectly fine. But what I do find funny is the same, one of the articles I found on there was made by Tabasco, which uses red jalapenos for their sauces. They're not experiencing any shortages from any of their like uh, crop yields. The only thing is some of the weather, I think last year had some issues there but they actually scaled up their production to meet the surge in demand of the lack of sriracha which is smart and they did something really funny they made a website called uh well they put a link for it which is sriracha shortage.com which <laughs> links to tabasco what? and i have it right here for it and it says follow tabasco for no shortage of flavor inspiration oh they're dunking on them and they're like looking they're dunking for something on them and hard. Like, I've, I've had the i've had the tabasco oh sriracha. wow i like their their bottle design it's pretty close to it there but like i don't know it's still kind of it it still doesn't hit exactly i prefer the regular tabasco sauce but it yeah, is... Tabasco's a, a Tabasco's a good 
good brand. Like, it's a solid staple. Consistency is what I like most about it, too. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the important things when it comes to the sauces. But, like, it is, I, th- I think, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, unfortunately, there really isn't, they've put too much through with it, which is it's a damn shame. Yeah. I keep looking for that rooster. Man, I go to far places and they don't, they're like, here, we can give you some sriracha, but they're like ketchup packet size and it's not even the right brand. You know, like, you Who got, you got. At that point, you could reseal it. <laughs> they probably, you know what, it'd be better if they, uh, we could go back to the days of when Starbucks had, I think, the actual, the same brand with the rooster on there. They used to have packets of it. Really? My buddy, uh, who used to work with me at GameStop. Starbucks? What for? Oh, for the breakfast sandwiches. That's right. My buddy at one point he got like a you can you used to be able to get like you know like the hand sanitizer bottles like you could clip on a backpack. Yeah. Some places were selling like the sriracha bottle, the you know the famous green yeah. tip and everything. And he was like, you know what? If I go into my work, my other job at Starbucks, and I just get enough of these, <laughs> I could just probably re- fill my mini <laughs> bottle up for the cost of just oh working. Oh my god. Hey man, listen. Like, I'm not here to judge. He's a silly guy. He does a lot of coffees, coffee uh, creations, and things like that. Is his big thing. I I love to meet this friend. I'm again as happy. He's, char- he's a character, very animated. So you'd probably get along pretty well with him. And he definitely knows his stuff when it comes to, to coffee. coffee and creating drinks. Is a big thing. Listen, man. Half Italian, half Colombian. I bleed coffee. Vampires can use my blood as like a pre-workout. Well, we can see. We, we should see if uh, at some point if we get, gain a little bit more, you know, stuff going on with the podcast here. Maybe we can get him on as a guest there. He actually has That'd his own uh, social media channels. I'll give him the free shout out here for now. Yeah, uh, go I'll ahead. I'll do this right now, Ryan. But uh, he goes. I think it's. I think his current handle. At least at the time, I haven't checked it. I can go back and I'm still following him and see his stuff yeah. every once in a while. He went by Coffee Fanatics there, so you know. He's going when he knows there. He actually sounds, has, sounds like a man after my own he heart. He does a lot here, of he does a lot on TikTok. I think he has a little. I last time I checked, a little over one million. Wow. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, no, it would definitely be fun. He's he's a hilarious dude. So I'm excited. He already knows the social media game a bit there. So well, you did not give me an answer to my question mm. because there is a shortage. What is your go-to alternative? We got to oh, give no, the I, people. I did give you this one. I said I pretty much almost staved myself off of it. Oh, you just don't get I, anything. I've been I, my new my new thing I've been going after is the uh, has basically just been living off of Frank's hot sauces. Okay, because they have so many different ones now than I used to. So like, I mean, I'm not I wouldn't call myself like a hot sauce connoisseur when it comes to this thing, but I will say the big thing I used to do with it, at least my whole family was my dad would do a lot of the buying of hot sauces, and I wasn't actually into spicy food for a while. That's the funny part. I don't think you've, I've ever said this to you before. <laughs> I've always had a wide, I guess, availability of different foods at home. Yeah. Just because my parents used to cook a lot of different things. So that's cool. I think that's why I like so many things now. But my dad and my older brother were the hot sauce people for a bit there. You know, I saw them always having Franks and all that and doing ridiculous things. But once my younger brother got in on that, and then I finally caved in on that. It got to the point where, like, they would go to Sam's Club and they would be buying the Franks by the gallon and we'd be refilling. <laughs> we would clean the you, bottle. You, you guys would be doing what I do with my Dawn dish soap. Like, oh, hello, let's grab it from under the sink and just fill the thing up. Right, but right now what, I, what I've been doing since I since I moved out is instead of buying, I've been buying it just by the bottle again. Okay. But they have, like, you know, 
Nashville hot. They have like garlic buffalo. They have like a hot buffalo, a regular buffalo. Uh, and what if, you said, Frank's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like those ones are a little bit creamier. Yeah. Uh, I like that they're heavy on the flavor and not on the heat. It's a good beginner sauce for people who want to dip their toes into the hot sauce without going too extreme with like the melt your face off. Having lava come out of your backside, kind of thing. So yeah, no, well, yeah, like, it, it, is great. it's definitely better for like giving you enough kick to flavor ratio. Yeah. So I just been getting those, but it's like you ever seen any of those videos? Is like if I like it, I'll just buy it in another color <laughs> for like clothes or something like that. Never <laughs> seen that. I, I've been doing that with these. I go if I liked it, I'll just buy it in another flavor. <laughs> See, for me, the sriracha shortage has affected me in my hot sauces because I like using it a lot for, like, breakfast sandwiches. Mm. Whether I make them at home or I grab them on the go, there's a brand that you can get at Whole Foods. I haven't seen it in other places. I think maybe actually I lied. I think I saw it at, at Hannaford's called Ninja Squirrel. Now, Ninja I think Squirrel. I, I think I have seen that. There's a Hannaford's not far from here. So Ninja Squirrel is cool. It's got a little like squirrel that looks like more like a raccoon because of the bandit. And he's got two pepper chilies over its head. And the thing that I like most is that you can get it in the regular sriracha flavor. But they offer a flavor that not other places have seen, I haven't seen, which is a coconut sriracha. So they add coconut, either milk or cream, to the sriracha that adds like a bit of like a sweetness to it. You've had coconut cream before. You know what it's like. And it adds like a kick to spice. And it's awesome on like Thai dishes. Like, you know, you could get like a, uh, a rice dish. You could get like Kind of gives me like dish. a feel of like from curry. Yeah, exactly. And I, got, I buy this. I bring it to work. And I see people going to the food court getting like Chinese food and rice, you know, from the places and just dousing it in there. Yeah, if, in my opinion, if you want to get a good substitute, it might not taste like the rooster. Um, I don't know the exact name. What was it? Hui Fong? Um, I think it has like an actual like different name with it. I... But we all know it as the rooster. Now, there was another bit of national news you want to bring up, if I remember correctly, that a certain chain has brought back from the bowels of the 90s and early 2000s. I'm going to need a reminder. Which So... I'll tell you a fun story. Pete and I were planning to go somewhere for lunch. And the thing that got us excited about this is that this is something that neither one of us had experienced since we were like in high school. And there was a place that would offer a lunch buffet, all you can eat. And it was pizza. And I think most of you know where we're going with this. And it's the Pizza Hut all you can eat buffet. They brought it back. So... It was hard because we have different shifts. I usually work in the middle of the day, later in the day. Pete comes in early in the day, so we, our lunches don't align. And then finally, we both come in, stars align. We had the same lunch. We had to kind of move things around, but we got it to work. We get there. We're all pumped. We walk all the way around the building because for some reason, the other side entrance that should also be the entrance <laughs> isn't the entrance. <laughs> I had to mention that. That was weird. <laughs> why did we have to walk around? I don't get it. I don't know. Like, why? I, well, it's anyway. like It was like a physical representation of the New England banging a Yui. And we get there. We're pumped. I start recording a video intro because I'm like, let's do a quick little, like, Might short well, that I can Might as well, be ready. Dude, I wanted it to be a reel. I was going to post it as a quick little quickie we, video. We, we got in there first. I think we need to preface this. And we there was, like, two other cars in the lot. 
It was, it looked like a ghost that, town. That it looked like it that should have been our first hint. But you know what? You never know because this was like what, uh, like a Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. And they open they open at eleven, and the buffet starts at eleven thirty. Figure, hey, figure we'd be the first it was ones like 11, in. It was like eleven forty. Yeah, we, we were hey, we're the first ones like here. We're gonna get like whatever we want. Yeah. So we recorded. Hey, this is Giuseppe from Two Frenzy. We're here to go check out something that we want to try. That came back from the blast from the past. It's Oh, you can eat buffet at Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. Now fade to black and white. Boom, 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 We got there and the buffet was only for Tuesdays and Fridays. Well, in the wise <laughs> words of I, probably Michelangelo, it was a cow bummer, dude. The guy was super nice, though. And he told us, hey, it's Tuesdays and Fridays. And we got there on the Thursday. Hey, we'll see you around. And from what I understand, Pete, you went without me. I had to. I had to know what happened. I had. I had to know. I. I had the time. My lunch that day fell at the same time frame. I went. You know, it's not even that I went by my like went over there without you. I went by myself. I didn't even take anybody else with me. If I was gonna go without you, I was gonna go on my own. All right. So it was like a scout. So it's mission. not like you cheated on me. Exactly. This is more along the lines that you just couldn't wait, so you just took care of business for yourself. Tuesdays, like, historically for me, I've been, like, my, my break has been well past the buffet time. <laughs> and it just happened, you know, the next day the stars realigned, but just, just for one individual, and it happened to be me. Uh, so I took it upon myself to go see if it held up to... My mediocre standard of it, <laughs> the same way or not. And well, what's funny with it is I actually I think it was just as mid as I remember, <laughs> and not really because like I didn't I wasn't going in with like a great expectation of a high quality pizza, yeah. but I think the main reason that I don't have that is because I've already had the ultimate in my like maybe that one's where my childhood cloud is, yeah. but. When my family, my uh, mom's side, her parents are from West Virginia. We would go down there every summer. Yeah. And there's a place that does a pizza buffet just like all If you the say CC's, I'm getting up and I'm leaving right no, now. No, no. There, there was two really, really good pizza places down there. There was one where we went for is, – is the, is the square style pizza, is that uh, – I'm blanking on. Oh, you mean like Tripoli's and 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 uh, Christie's and Piero's, like those kind of like beach pizzas, the square. Well, not beach, pizzas. Be- not beach pizza, but there's is a, it is it uh, tomato pies? Is it, is it from Sicilian? Philly? Yes. So that's th- fun fact. That's what all those square type of pizzas are so, like. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So there is was a thick crust. Yeah, it's a okay. thicker crust. Got it. And it was um, it was this pizza place. This one isn't the one that's all you can eat, but it, it's one of the. It's probably one of the best pizza places. That I've ever been, I've ever had. Every time we go down there, the first after that twelve-hour drive, the first thing that's acquired is DiCarlo's Pizza. DiCarlo's Pizza. I believe and there's what, what only two of this? them. It's West Virginia. West I don't Virginia. know if it's under a different name now or different management, different things. I but mean, that's what Google is. Give it a Google. Uh, let's see. Let's find. Let's see what we. My mom has out. the magnet on her fridge because she's she's a psycho when it comes to that. <laughs> but. Dude, sometimes you'll be driving on a trip and you'll just pull over. You'll see this like run down, like run of the mill, I whatever. I think they still have it. And then the food just blows you away. I think they still have it. Let me see. They have a lot of photos. Well, I don't know why there's beavers there. 
That's crazy. Yo, I'm down for a road trip. So it's it's not a thin crust. It's like an actual regular thicker crust. Okay. This is delicious, but before I get too sidetracked by looking at this this goodies here. Di Carlos. Um, <laughs> there was another place there that we used to go to that was a buffet that does have my golden standard for it. Because I feel like when you go to a, like a pizza buffet, uh-huh. one of the things that take you from being your Pizza Hut buffet average to the elite buffet, dessert pizza. Yes. Well, One Pizza Hut used to have a dessert pizza. There's, this, see, that's why they're gone down a couple tiers. They don't offer it anymore. You know, at least from the one visit that I had, I'm okay. not, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt just because it's Pizza Hut. If anybody's been to the Pizza Hut buffet, please let us know. Email at 2 Is the blueberry pizza gmail. thing still there? It's blueberry, strawberry, cherry, and lime. But the it was thing a four is, flavor, if I remember correctly. Please email they and used let to have me like know. Cookie pizza, like a cookie cake thingy. But yeah. anyway, the this place called Greco's, uh-huh. is a, like, it's in a plaza. It's okay. a small, small place. Uh, they have like a chocolate chip pizza. Ooh. And it is, that was my whole reason for being as a child when I needed to go in. That was why I went there. Dude, you know what we need to do? We need to have a topic, do an episode. Weir- weirdest, unique style of pizzas. Absolutely. There's a place down near Woburn that does a sushi pizza. You know, I think I've definitely heard of that yeah. or seen it at least. Yeah. But, uh, and then you've had taco pizzas. You there's... can get that over in uh, Hudson. Yeah. So there's all these different like out-of-this-world pizzas. Down at Mike's Pie, you can get a barnyard so pizza. Bar. Okay, so what's that? It's a barbecue sauce base. And then, you know, it's got your standard like mozzarella cheese on it. But then it's got... Bacon, I think it has hamburger on it. Okay. And then I think there's one, like chicken maybe? Okay. And then it's a a glaze of ranch. All right. See, now, yeah, no, we got to we gotta try this out. We got to have like a, uh, let's test this out. Let's try it out. Let's go out and have these weird places. Just and call me Pizza Pete. Pizza, pizza Pete, Pete eats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. We can, we so can bring that, that up. That's my, that's my separate tangent from the, the Pizza Hut buffet. Um I will say for the value, it was like ten bucks. You can't really beat that. Ten dollars, like twelve, thirteen bucks with a tip. I, a man like me goes in there, makes them rethink their whole business plan. I wasn't there for violence that day. I was there for enough. Ten dollars, in and out. You know, not too bad. Now, do you have any other national news? That was the only one that I really thought about. Was those two items? Other than that. There really isn't, I think, too too much, like, very much big, unless you kind of go searching a little more into a little, like, more on the niche side. All right, so right now, I'm trying to pull up the info for our next segment. The main segment of the show, this is going to be our recap of the last few uh, episodes of the Two Friends Eat web series. So, last month, I visited... Three, maybe four different places. And let's go ahead and sign in here. Have you seen any good movies lately? Oof. I went to see I, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles was great. I, oh, I really want to see that one. What I, what I did see is I went with uh, my girlfriend and we saw the new Haunted Mansion movie. Was that one fun? Oh, you know, I haven't seen the original one, which I know is probably a shame and I'm going to be ridiculed for that one. But she really wanted to see that one. Mm. So I was like, let's just go see it. And it was honestly pretty, pretty hilarious. I, any movie in the or show or interaction with Danny DeVito, is an A plus to me. 
But it had a pretty, like, all-star cast there. I think it had, like, Jared Leto was the main villain. Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. There was a couple other decent names. I thought it was pretty funny. It was, like, it did a good job at being creepy and a kind of bit of scary, but not, like, scary movie unsettling. I'm not a big scary movie guy. I like scary games. I like to control the... uh the rate at which I pee my pants. <laughs> the movie just goes. If I'm playing like Dead Space or Resident Evil, there's there's the first no scare there's I can no, pause and I'm out. You yeah, you're trapped in the theater. If you're there with somebody, you're not gonna abandon them. So you're kind of like, yeah, I'm st- I'm stuck here. Wonderful, great, <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> but I was able to pull it up. I'm right here. We're gonna be checking it out from the YouTube channel. Thing that really grinds my gears is the fact that most of these websites, like the social media, used to be able to just browse people's pages without needing to sign in or have an account. But yeah. now, almost everybody, you have to have an account, and it's just I just I want to have my stuff available for everybody, and it just it sucks. But that's why I'm everywhere. We're two frenzy. We're everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, whatever Elon feels like calling it this week. Um, so on threads, we also have TikTok. We also have everywhere. We're everywhere. Whatever you, you – just like a buffet, you just pick where you want to go, what you want to have, and how you want to consume this content. Go to whatever folds your boat. So, Just as long as it's not anything related to that submersible from a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, so we're going to be going through the next segment, which is going to be recap of the previous reviews. There were three reviews I did last month. One of them is from a place down in Haverhill. They're called Loaded. Now, the nice thing about Loaded is that Loaded is a type of gourmet Korean-style corn dogs, battered very heavily in panko. They have either cheese or a beef dog inside, and you can do a really, really good long cheese pull. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's good. Oh, it's delicious. The longer the mileage, the better. <laughs> if I can get down the street, if I get hit by the car, as long as the cheese is still going. Dude, a good cheese pull <laughs> is amazing. I would see movies like well, Pete, the Ninja Turtles live action movie or let's see the, 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 the Goofy movie. When you got PJ pulling out the cheese from the, the box, mm. like, pizza used to be that way. What happened? Where did they decide to be like, yeah, you know what? No, let's just have it be this solid glob of cheese on top that after a minute of cooling down is congealed to just like a, a rubbery, consistent I Play-Doh. feel like it's been reserved to the non-chain places because you can still find that. I've definitely still gotten it. It's because they get pre-shredded and they use a caking agent or pre-caking agent like cornstarch or potato starch. And so it doesn't allow the cheese to stick together and actually be able to stretch. You have to shred the cheese yourself. If you don't get the cheese shredded from the block yourself and you're just getting pre-shredded in a bag, that's why it doesn't do that anymore. That is why the cheese like these chains are failing. It all because stop being lazy and shred your damn cheese. Back to Loaded. <laughs> we ended up going and I decided to get a few different things. I went with my friend Johnny and we got the Crab Ragoon wontons with four different corn dogs and two of their gourmet churros. I'm sure you know what a churro is, right? Very aware, yeah. Yes, and Thankfully. they're nice too. They're just, just regular churros. They're stuffed with a Bavarian cream. Ooh. So they're, they're top-notch gourmet churros. The Crab Ragoon chips were cool and refreshing. Uh, they had a cream cheese sauce mixed with the crab, spring onions, and duck sauce 
And they really kind of nailed the taste they were going for. In our opinion, they were a great side dish to cool our mouths after biting into more of the spicy corn dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why is because I ended up getting the Thai Taki corn dog. The, it comes with a type of like Thai sweet chili sauce, as well as a crunchy outer shell. They got crumbled up Takis. Takis are not spicy, spicy chips. No, nah, they, they got a nice kick, but not in the way that you normally... Like a spice kick. I don't know. It's yeah, well, a weird mo- way to most, think about it. Most spicy chips, would you agree, are like a 2, 3 out of 10? Takis are closer to 5 or 6. Especially the Fuego. Uh, I almost think most of them are like a 1.5, and then maybe those are like a 3. It's when you eat the whole bag that your stomach just has a real issue. You don't eat the whole bag? No, I do eat the whole bag. Okay, that's, that's what issue. I'm saying. Like, I do that's, the I'm same. Speak, I'm speaking like, from experience, <laughs> not, from, not, not from a guess. So... These corn dogs, I've been telling you about it. I want to take you there. They're very, very good. The owners are great. The whole Tamacho family are awesome. They Tamacho, actually, I forgot to mention this. Um, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name. As they ended up buying Borelli's in Methuen. That was something I wanted to bring up in the news and I forgot. Borelli's is like a very staple type of like Italian-style deli in down like in the Merrimack Valley area. And... The owner sold it to the family, to Paul. Paulie was there, or it's part of it. And he used to own Stuffed, which was a burrito place that had the best wings that I've ever had. But yeah, long story short, same family. And yeah, they have great corn dogs. So I ended up getting the Thai Taki. Uh, It has a sweet and hot sauce along with hard crunch Taki crumble, like I mentioned. The ramen dog was good. But it's just crumbled up wrong. Is there any like takoyaki dogs? Yeah, no, I wish they did. That would have been an interesting one. You yeah. like, take the hot, the hot dog inside of it and then like put stuff, a like, squid yaki around it. Well, well no, octopus. they would they would need to get octopus. Just get the yeah. tentacle, wrap it in the thing. Would, you know what? Actually, that's interesting. But yeah, yeah, uh, but no, if you're gonna do what you do with the takoyaki, shred it into the balls. Yeah. Well, couldn't you like just shove like the octopus into the stick? I don't and know. Then... I don't know if they're the like. That's normally how like I forget. I don't know how they specifically are making. Yeah, yeah, that might be an interesting one to try. But there's definitely some trepidation for some people with that one. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think that would have to be a special, like something they'll have for like a week and then that's it. Yeah. To go back to review, the other thing that they had, they had the the chili crunch and Johnny. I gotta quote Johnny on this. So, do you mind reading what Johnny said? So Johnny ended up getting himself the chili crunch and the barbecue. Dog and both were fantastic. He said, I love how the chili crunch is completely covered and saturated with the uh, chili crunch sauce. The barbecue corn dog tastes more like a typical Korean corn dog, like I would have expected. I like how they use a spaceman as their mascot because these corn dogs are out of this world. <laughs> and he got this cool little spaceman as their logo. Mm-hmm. So he's like holding the corn dog, he's sitting on a spaceship, he's like out and out of space, just floating around with like the toppings all over the place. It's wicked cool. I like I really That'd like be it. Maybe a good way to eat a corn dog without a stick. <laughs> it's just you know, dude like Homer Simpson in that episode when he's trying to get the bag of chips when he's stuck in the thing. Yeah. It's like doing the old donut challenge of like Halloween, but you know, without it being attached to anything. So who knows where that thing's going if you're not in a closed space. Um, <laughs> but overall, just specifically about loaded we gave it a final word of awesome if you're looking for fun unique place to eat with an eclectic menu because they have ramen there they'll have bao buns and specials they have a whole bunch of different things it's not just corn dogs you'll never be bored coming to that place to eat the food the service the owners they're all wonderful 
I always try to swing by when I'm in the area. I haven't been in a while, but, you know, I want to bring you there at some point. So we'll be going there hopefully soon. And I'm sure once you give them a shot, you know, you will think the same as well. I think so. Just from the sounds of the pictures. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> so the next place that we visited. It'll make me a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> the next place that we ended up going was a place up in New Hampshire called New Hampshire Donut Company. Have you heard of them? I feel like I have. I don't, I'm not recalling right now, but it does sound familiar. Well, pull up the logo and see if it looks familiar to you while I give this a quick little read. Ended up going to Concord, New Hampshire. I was walking around getting some errands done. And as I was walking around, I ended up seeing this small little alleyway with little shops and stuff. I hadn't had anything to eat. I was hungry. So... I ended up seeing these constructed guys with their neon vests and they had donuts in their hands and coffee. I'm like, where'd you get that? They're like, oh, there's this place down the edge over here, hidden away. It's called New Hampshire Donuts. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I get there and the place was popping. There was like a line out the door. Nobody was sitting down inside because they just needed to grab their food and go. But the place, I, I had to wait. And the donuts there, man, were... Why. Look at that. that. That's delicious. That's their Oreo double stuffed Donut. Well, I think one thing to know just for the understanding why that line's at the door, it looks they're only open till 1 p.m. Yeah. Or till they're sold out. That's how you know you need to get there on time. Dude, they don't usually they don't usually even stay open till one. They're gone before. Oh, there's a Bedford location. Yeah. That's the one that I went to second time I visited. I had my stepdaughter, Chelsea, do the review with me. We ended up getting a few different I brought like six different donuts with me. I got the Boston cream, which was awesome. Uh, the s'more, which was a little too sweet for my taste. You should have had the uh, Life's a Beach. They didn't have that. Uh, they did have a cannoli one, which was pretty good. It. That's funny. Strawberry champagne, which tasted more like strawberry shortcake. A French crawler, which was my favorite out of all of them. And then they had the double stuffed Oreo. Out of all the different ones that we had, a lot of them, specifically like the s'more, was almost mm -hmm. a little too sweet for my taste. If you like fluff, do you like fluff? Are you a fluff guy? I do. If you see that one, you might want to give it a try. Their dough is very soft. Mm -hmm. It's very fluffy. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go there just looking at these mm. different ones. Yeah, and it's it's they not got a lot of far. options there. It looks like gluten-free and vegan options, yes! too. I'm glad you noticed that. So if there's any people out there who are gluten-free or vegan, they do offer phenomenal gluten-free and vegan options. I ended up trying them the second time I went. They're a little bit on the dry side. Make sure you get yourself a coffee to drink it and wash it down. See, but the flavor tactic. was there, and they tasted very good. They're more cakey mm -hmm. than they are, like, fluffy, if I can give you that. But out of all of them, the French Cruller, in my opinion, was the best one. Really took me by surprise. And it, French Crawlers are my go-to whenever I go. Mm -hmm. They don't offer French Crawlers in Dunks or Heavenly anymore. They don't. And, I like, it, I was so upset. In order to get a French curl, I have to go to these specialty shops. But I'm really glad that there's a place nearby that I can get one. And if you're going to get like a, the French cruller, it is the least sweet of the six donuts we tried. So keep that in mind. If you're someone who wants sweeter donuts, get the other stuff. But that one was really good. I'd probably have to go for the one that looks the funniest or fanciest. Like I do see this one. There's probably some sort of maple one and has, I think, either wafers or actual pancake, mini pancakes on it. Yeah. With the little... Uh, oh, my God. It is mini pancakes. What is it? Like a dripper... Uh, what is that? With like maple... looks like you just 
inject it with maple syrup over oh, there. That's literally like a little maple syrup bottle that You just... know, I give them right now, just looking at these pictures, yeah? a 10 out of 10 out of uh, uh, representation. Oh, yeah. The presentation The presentation. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Awesome. But like I said, definitely try them. The only reason I get in, didn't give them an awesome score, they got a great, which is still great, obviously, uh, is because... For me, they were too sweet. And since I brought six of them home and I had the whole family try, even though Chelsea was my featured friend in that episode, we all agreed that it was a little bit on the sweeter side. So keep that in mind when you go, all right? If you got a really wicked good big sweet tooth, you will love this place. Overall, final words, great. Not only do they do a great job making delicious cake, yeast, and filled donuts, but they have gluten-free and dairy-free options, which we mentioned earlier. If we have diet restrictions, obviously it's a good place to try. Everything we had was delicious, even though we liked some way more than others. If Concord, New Hampshire is too far, like yourself, you can just go to Bedford. And looks like, you know, I'll be visiting them often as well. So if you end up going before work and or if I go, I'll bring you some. I'd like I'd love to get your opinion on it. Maybe I'll do a recap next week on what you thought. I'm usually not up that early. <laughs> if people have been following the videos, they followed the uh, saga that is the Starbucks Oleato drinks. <laughs> I can hear the disappointment already at the beginning of that statement. It's just I'm not gonna There's repeat. A little bit of I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm having a good time. I don't want this to ruin this. All right, you can I want to keep it short and light, sweet if you want. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was doo doo water. The poop juice was bad. It's just. Why, why, why do you get, like, the whole point of the Sicilian people that he said he got inspiration from, having olive oil, like a little, like a little spoonful or something, before their coffee, not in the coffee, before they drink their coffee, is because it's the equivalent of you taking an omega-3 pill in the morning with your multivitamins. It's just a, a, a nutritional supplement. Mm-hmm. You don't mix it in your coffee. It's There's not what it's they in do. This pill before and not in the meal. It's not an electrolyte. It's, You're it's, not putting meal in your water. It's an abomination. It's an insult to our culture. I do not know how disrespectful or where this guy get the gall and the audacity to charge ten to twelve dollars. For one of these drinks, what are you thinking? I don't... I, well, he's got to make I, up the money. He's got to start paying some of these unions. <laughs> <laughs> Olive oil's not cheap. Like, what the... the well, that's why they don't... The, you order the wrong size. Why not Why not pistachios? Pistachios are Sicilians, one of more favorite things. Why not offer affogatos? You know what an affogato is? Affogato is you get gelato or ice cream. You put it in an espresso. It's an ice cream coffee float. You don't use soda, you you use coffee. That is something they do. That is delicious. Not freaking olive oil. Olive oil you fry, you put on salad, you don't put it in coffee. They're there to get the average Starbucks base to get that. Not, 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 not people like you. I want Mike's opinion. Michael. Mike, what, what's his name? Oh, his name's not Michael. It's Ryan. Ryan. All right. <laughs> Shout out to you. I want your opinion. Mr. Coffee Guy, who he talked up, what's your thought on the Oleato? Please write in, or if you're going to be coming in for one of the episodes, please let me know what you think. I want your opinion. If you haven't had it, go have it. I hate it. I hate it. 
I hate I hate it. I you know, I think this might be My head hurts. I, I hate it. A good time to let you breathe and you might need to move on. <sighs> All right, let's move on. Watch the videos if you want my full opinion. If you do we need do we need a little bit more of comic relief first? Yeah, sure. Give me okay. a joke. I don't have a joke per se, but <laughs> I did start to set the inklings down of weird food flavors like limited editions if you remember correctly the one that i started to bring up like we the first one i brought up because it was the most recent uh-huh um, i don't know if anyone else has heard this one was i think it was over in new york or new york city specifically that skittles made like a limited batch for an event of mustard skittles so going from this terrible abomination of a drink <laughs> to something that might make a little bit more sense now mustard flavored skittles what I found is that this is actually like a like I don't know how big it definitely seems to be inching more on a premium ice cream flavor like a company. Okay, I think it's Van Leeuwen is the name of it. Uh -huh. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, it's a uh, the company name is Dutch. They have like normal flavors, and I found them in the lo you can find them in the local supermarket, Walmart, Hannaford's, and stuff like that. You know they have like Sicilian pistachio. They have oh, I'm I'm vanilla to bean, try that. honey. They have honeycomb, which I've seen. You know standard mint I chip. I love honeycomb. Uh, honeycomb Earl Grey. Stuff. They have Earl Grey tea, which I'm interested in, but it's like for their their portions are not super big, and it's like five dining. They look like pints, like, like Ben and Jerry. Yeah, pints. it is. It is a pint. Okay, it's a size. So it's like for me, I eat too much. So that's can can we order some? We See just, if we, we can have it here it. and try it. We can just buy over. There's a grocery store five minutes down the road. All right. You can, we can get this anytime. We can do this beforehand. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this for like the next episode. I. How about we do this? If it's okay with you, each one of us will bring something to try on the pod. And then that way we'll be able to be like, we okay, could. cool. We could. Won't be every episode, but like I brought um, the sfogliatella. You can bring the ice cream. We'll give them a shot. So, I mean, they have, like, the one that I do want to try that I'll probably end up getting for is the lemon poppy seed. Mm. I want I can to try that Sicilian pistachio. I'll see if they have it. I'll, I'll, get two, I'll get two flavors. I'll try to get those. But so, You can use the $10 I gave you for the... Uh, for the Carolina Reaper yeah. burger. I'm still going after yeah. that. I just, I'm I just use, it, use it for the ice I'm cream. waiting on my buddy for this one, to, for, for that one. But that is a good, good place to use it. Yeah. But to where I was going with this one is in 2022, yeah. around March and into July, I think is when they restocked this limited edition flavor. Because they originally did like 6,000 pints of this first one. Mm -hmm. And then they've had a, they had a couple strange flavors. The first one kind of blew up a bit, but unfortunately, like many of these weird, weird flavorings that actually come to fruition, they don't fortunately get out. So they're usually limited to one geographical location okay, and then nowhere else, which like with the mustard Skittles for the event. And there was like another one with like Mountain Dew or something like that. I can't fully remember, but it's unfortunate for people like me because I like to... Tell people that I've had these things uh -huh. and just go at it. But they had they they partnered up with Kraft and they did Kraft mac and cheese ice cream. Now, every time I've talked about that to somebody, I, I say it in like passing so that it takes a second for somebody's brain to catch up to process what I've just said. It wasn't in all the store like it was these these flavors I'm talking about were exclusive at the time to Walmart. My least favorite place to have exclusivity because who knows if it's going to be in one of them. Is it going to be in the mega ones? I won't go into my big rant about Walmart, but every time I go into Walmart to look for something very specific, I never find it. But 
I think I spent a good 10 or 15 minutes trying to find as close as a place as possible on the geographical map that it had to try to get my hands on it. Obviously, I failed because my legend hasn't been set in stone here. But I did read a little bit more into it. And yeah. then when I started going more into it, he the uh, the company itself also did a Planet Earth, pe- a Planet Earth one. Yeah. A pizza and like a hot honey. Hot honey out of that. The hot honey pizza, sounds hot the most honey, normal. Pizza, the pizza hot honey ice cream. Well, pizza and then and hot honey. Oh, I've had that before. So hot honey is a different one. Yeah, Mike's hot honey, right? Uh, well, we had the honey, but not like an ice cream one. So I was interested in what those three flavors were. The Planet Earth one I hadn't heard about. But when I was digging into the macaroni and cheese one, because it had craft over it, I found the pizza one. And I knew it was a big mistake that I didn't have it. <laughs> by Not by choice. Um, but they do describe it like that it's a buttery, sweet, iconic cheese. Yeah. I don't know what that means for it. But they also described it as like a comforting bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese that you grew up with. But I need it. And then the pizza one had a very interesting description for it. And it makes the ice cream part make more sense. Yeah. Where it's, they call it, it's a, it's a cream cheese. So it's not like mozzarella, uh, mozzarella, well, mo- I don't know. You know what I mean? Could be mascarpone. So it has cream cheese and mozzarella. Uh, oh, no, it does have mozzarella in it. Sorry. I okay. thought, I don't know why I thought that was mozzarella sticks earlier. I think my brain filled it in because I was hungry uh, after having the delicious meatballs that you brought over. Oh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so they had the, it was a cream cheese and mozzarella ice cream with tomato jam yeah. swirl. So you know, basically ketchup for all those people who know that I love to mess with a basil and basil crust cookies. Basil crust cookies. Yeah, not the not the set of words that I would really think of off the top of my head. Basil with. Basil crusted cookies. Basil. I don't even know how functionally they would do that. Are they? Would they make like basil chips? Do they like freeze dry the basil and then add it to cookie dough to then give it a basil flavor? I have no idea. All I know is I don't have it, and that's the sad part. Okay. It's it's unfortunately the easier things to get are those limited edition drinks a lot of places over getting limited edition glorious ice cream. For example, I don't know if you've seen it. They have pineapple Pepsi. Yeah. But you have to get it at Little Caesars. Oh, I did see that. Have see, you tried it? I haven't tried it. I have Because I don't know Caesars where Little Caesars road. is. There's one near my house. And if they're open, I'll see if I could get some on the way home to or think, on the way to work. Are you working tomorrow? No, but I think they have it. I'm pretty sure it's in cans. So you should be able to bring it back there. Um, it does look like, from what I've seen, perusing some of the crazy food combinations, I guess they also had a maple syrup Pepsi. Uh-huh. But it was an IHOP. It was all, but that was one of the. So that was an example. The the maple syrup Pepsi is one of the examples where they do a, a contest to win okay. it. Well, uh, you know what? I remember that now because I was upset about that too. <laughs> but other than that, I think that's the most like the strange food things. I hope that brought your your steam down from yeah. The, the I'm in Starbucks a better, I'm incident. in a better spot now. I appreciate you bringing up those things. It was that was. A we'll very... get you some Hello Kitty spam masubi soon instead <laughs> to help you out, or some Tabasco chocolate. Well, the reason, part of the reason why I also brought the Piro's pastries is that was actually the last review that we did, and it was the pizza place as well as the bakery next door. Mm-hmm. Because one of the places that my dad used to take me when I was younger, he had a radio show, an Italian radio show, 
which kind of inspired me to want to also do this uh, podcast. He would do the radio show in the morning. He would take me to the station with him. Then we would get something to grab on the way home. And we would go to different places. We'd go to Heavenly Donuts. That was on Merrimack Street off of 495. We'd sometimes go to uh, the, the Dolce Fredo and get some gelato, which is on my list of places I have to, have to feature in one of the web series episodes. And we got there and they offer square type of pizza. And I like theirs because of the fact that what is the major difference? Tripoli's has the sweeter sauce and the crunchier dough. Christie's has the less sweet sauce. They offer anchovies as toppings, which is one of my favorite things. I go to them if I'm in the mood for anchovies. The dough is a lot breadier. It's not as crunchy. Piro's is like the perfect marriage of the two. You get the crunchy, crispy bottom dough of the pizza, but then you get the soft, bready crust edge that you get with Christie's. If someone came to me and said, hey, I will pay for, I will buy you any one of those, like two slices of any of those three places, I'll go with Piro's every time. That's not to say I don't like the other two, trust me, I do. But Piro's, in my opinion, is the perfect balance of a sauce that's not too sweet, the cheese is nice and melted. The bottom of that crust has got real good, solid firmness to it with the crunch and the outside rim, the dough. I like corners and edges. Some people get upset. Shout out to my friend who got upset because she got corner pieces three times in a row. It's like, I'm paying for a whole pizza and a quarter of it is crust. What the hell? <laughs> but I like those. And yeah, Piero's is my place. It was awesome. I love it. I took my friend Johnny. He liked it. We also got rice balls. Oh my God, the rice balls. Their rice balls are the size of grapefruits. And I'm talking about so big grapefruits. Softballs. Yes, softballs. In Italian, arancino means like little orange, right? Mm. These are polpembi. Uh, I don't remember how I said it. It's the Italian word for grapefruit because they're huge. Mm -hmm. They're big. You break them open and it's just nothing but cheese. If you haven't seen the video, I highly recommend you give it a watch later. And they give you the sauce on the side. Now, normally, I don't like sauce on my rice balls. They're supposed to be small. You eat them in your hand. You kind of eat it like an apple. It's just like, you know, it's a street food. But these are so massive and they have so much cheese. You need the sauce to kind of add additional flavor to it because they have a lasagna, which is ricotta and um, beef. They have a traditional, their traditional, which is chicken instead of beef and peas. Mm -hmm. And then they have a spinach and cheese, which is awesome, delicious if you're a vegetarian. Definitely not vegan friendly, sorry. <laughs> and it's delicious, dude. Like, I have to bring it to you. You had my rice balls, yes? I don't think so. Maybe? I made them one right before my son was born. The day before I left, I made three types. I made the spinach and cheese. I made the traditional beef and peas. And then I made, specifically for John and his girl, vegan version of arancinis. Mm -hmm. It was hard to come up with a way to bind it together without eggs and cheese. But I found a way, and it came out pretty good. But that first batch, they literally fell apart. <laughs> Made me sad. But either way, anyway, back on track. These rice balls, holy crap, so good. So good. I, I There's a place called Crispelli USA. They make very good rice balls, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. They're more traditional. But I love how these things are massive, mostly cheese, and it's just, you. one's enough. Mm -hmm. You're good for the day. 
The other thing we got is we got some pastries. I ended up getting a ricotta pie. It's got a lemony flavor to it. It's a Sicilian kind of like almost like a cheesecake. Got the sfogliatelle, which you tried. You liked. Thumbs up. Mm -hmm. And then we also got an Oreo cheesecake, which was, yeah, Oreo cheesecake. It's good. So they get an awesome for me, not just because nostalgia, but they also are a very traditional, family-owned, generational type of place that has been around forever. And they've kept their whole ambiance and system true to, you know, their tradition, you know. There's no places like that up in Manchester. There's no places up around here in Bedford, Nashua. Like, where can you go where you can literally be like, oh, this is a hundred-year-old establishment where these are the same recipes that were brought over from the old country that their grandmother gave to their son who gave to their kids, grandkids. You had to break it at someone's house for that one. Yeah, exactly. If you want to have that experience, we're lucky enough to have a place like this still around and it's not too far. It is worth the drive. My reviews, I use words, awesome, great, good, okay, bad. Great is worth the drive if you have the time and you like what you see. Awesome is you won't be disappointed if you make the drive. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those places. Check them out. Heroes, they're awesome. All right. Is there anything you need to say? Anything else you'd like to add? No, no. I think I'm good. All right. So right now, we're going to move on to our next segment. What are we eating? What are we going to eat? So, Pete, what have you tried? What have you looking forward to trying in the future here? Well, what I did have was your delicious meatballs there that I brought up earlier mm-hmm. in a nice sub there with the sharp provolone, was it? Yes. So I ended up getting a stick of Piro's bread. That was Italian bread from the same place I just talked about. I got some extra sharp Italian cheese, provolone cheese. I made sure that it was sliced extra thin because the problem with provolone, the sharper it is, the older it is, the harder it is. So it doesn't melt very well. So I go you to the deli have and I tell them, the nice melted cheese yes. on your meatball subs. It has to become one with the rest of it. It has to assimilate <laughs> on like in on like underneath it or like over it so that it yeah. becomes this almost like the sauce itself. Well, see, that's the thing. When The way I like to do it is if I'm putting the slices of cheese torch. on top, I'll throw it. Well, no, I'll throw it in the oven because that does two things. It melts the cheese on top. Toast the bread. And toasts the bread. Exactly. But the nice thing about this type of bread, the Italian stick, it's already crunchy on the outside. It's mm, not like your yeah. French bread you get at like market basket that's soft. Yeah. It's not like a hoagie roll. It's not like a, a hamburger bun. It's crunchy and toasted on the outside, but it's soft and bready on the inside. I've had a friend who would go and buy two sticks, and then when he comes home, like an old roommate, like, what happened? I asked you to get two, and then he'd hand me the empty bag. He's like, one that didn't make it. But yeah, no, you get that. I sliced it open, these meatballs. It's not a traditional family recipe. It's just one that I found, I modified, and they came out great. Honestly, if you guys want to see the video, I did make a recipe video to show how to make it. I've got the recipe on the bottom of that info of the video as well. So look out on YouTube or any of those other social medias. You will be seeing the recipe video for those meatballs in the future. But give me give me a full rating. Like how what did the meatballs taste like? What was the sauce like? See, I was more I feel like the meatballs what overtook my attention with it. The yeah. sauce was good. It was really good. But what got with me is the I think the issue it comes with some like other meatballs is how like 
th- like thick it tends to be in terms of, or I guess like dense how dense it is. So yeah. like how much heart like when you bite into it, you gotta like break it almost. Yeah. And then at times you kind of have to take like a larger piece or not enough. Yeah. It's nice when you bite into it that it like almost kind of like falls apart and gets like what needs to be left behind gets left behind. These are primo sub meatballs. When you take a bite, if they're too dense and they're too binding, you'll take a bite and bleh, you'll take the whole meatball out. It's like this. Put that microphone. in my spaghetti, but not in my sub. Exactly. But with the sub, with this one, it's a nice, I have found a nice balance where you can, it traps the moisture because I add vegetable stock mm-hmm. to the meatballs. Some people add milk. Other people add don't or add water, what have you. But I found the vegetable stock brings flavor to the party. Water, when you add water to anything, like meatballs, in my opinion, and this is a, something that one of my inspirations and, and, and people I look up to, Alton Brown, is when you add water to something that you can add something else to that brings flavor. It's like having that one guy that shows up to the party with nothing. That, Someone invites you to a party, be grateful and bring something with you. If you're so, not explicitly stated, you don't have to bring anything. It's the only, only excuse. Look, I come from a family of Italians and Colombians. If you get invited to someone's house and you don't bring something, that's an insult. They're never inviting you over again, so don't do that. <laughs> that's really what it is. I know. The thing I usually like to bring at certain times for stuff is like the the, the, the bean boozled. I bought so many bean boozles one time that I started <laughs> giving them to put them in a bowl to let people just fall victim to it. At one of my old at my old store, on the four, on uh, April Fools. I got myself like a BJ's Costco size of regular Jelly Belly jelly beans. And then I ended up getting three or four boxes of the bamboozled. And then I just dumped them all in a bowl and mixed it all together. But I left the regular container of the jelly beans to refill the container, the, the, the bowl that I had. Wow. And the basically set. it was like a Russian roulette of jelly beans. You'd see someone go and like, hmm. This is good. And, and then every now and then in the break room, once people knew what was happening because they fell victim, they'd be watching, they'd be watching. And then you'd be someone going, oh, what's that? And it was like, yeah, you fell for it. It was so good. It, it can so be a fun. really bad time. Everyone was in on it. Once you fell, because I was the only one who knew at the beginning, and then once they found out, then they were like, everybody in the break room was like, who's going to be the next victim? And they had, like, again, oh, have another one. Have another one. There's plenty. And they just kept going until they'd land one. The worst was obviously the vomit. You get the vomit. You lost. You lost the worst One of those I had, like, the the taste stuck in my mouth for, like, the whole day. And I don't think I, I think that's why I started giving them away. Yeah, no, I can't. Like grass is fine. Um, I guess dish soap was okay. I think there was like a like a not a, a legitimate maybe a sausage vomit. The sausage. It was pretty good. Yeah, not all of them like were bad. They were just pretty good. Weird, you know. <laughs> and grass. <laughs> Instead of go touch grass, go eat grass. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, that is the next step. But uh, besides uh, talking about eating grass, there. <laughs> what what are you going to eat? Me? Yeah. All right. I'm going to be eating. So I made these meatballs, right? And I got the sauce. I made enough of a batch of like two trays, five, five times three, 15. I made 30 meatballs. Mm. 30. And I brought here like maybe nine of them. Not enough of them. <laughs> well, you got two for later. So I'm either going to make some spaghetti and meatballs and eat those meatballs for lunch tomorrow at work. So mm-hmm. I'll make some pasta tonight when I get home. Or I'll make it before I leave. But I'm, I'm looking forward to actually 
dipping my toes in more pastries. Ah. Doing some like sweets. I'm not follow much the of recipes. a baker. Huh? I said follow the recipes. Well, see, that's the thing. I like to improvise. I like. Bake. I don't know when it comes to bacon. I hear that's not a good idea. No. Cooking, you could have happy accidents and come out with something better than what you originally had. Baking, it's a chemistry. It is a science. You, you Not only the measurements have to be exact, but the times when they're added make a difference. You got to have your wets with your wets, your dries with your dries. You can't combine them at the right or wrong temperature. Butter, room temperature, cold butter, warm melted. Oh my goodness, it is just more work than it is worth. But if, if, I, if I'm going to do anything... I'm looking, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make a cheesecake. Like, uh. You can't go wrong with a cheesecake. Well, I've made a lemon blueberry New York style cheesecake that is out of this world. There was somebody in the old job that had a bake off. They're like, oh, I can cook better than you. And I'm like, don't go there. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, anything. I'm like, "Mm, all right, fine. I'll let you pick. And they're like, fine, cheesecake. And I've never baked before. I'm like, ah. Crap, she got me up a little crack. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. All right, cool. And so I looked up different recipes. I came up with different things. And then I'm like, fine, I'm going to make a lemon-style cheesecake, like similar to the Sicilian, only I'm going to do it in New York style and add some lemon zest and a little bit of lemon juice to give it a little bit of that bite. But then I would cover it with a blueberry uh, compote with real, like, pieces of blueberry. And then it was phenomenal like i'm telling you bud we had the contest they had both cheesecake it was a double blind test no one knew who made what and then it was like cheesecake a cheesecake b landslide and at the end of the day they thought she made the lemon blue (laughs) and they're like no that was giuseppe if i make that cheesecake again which i'm planning to I'll bring you a slice. Yeah, I mean, the only the, the competition for me is mostly in just beating everybody in Smash Bros. <laughs> That's more You'll make the meat crow. I don't need that. I'm more like Kirby when it comes outside there, but we'll see. Cool. Is there anything else that you've eaten that you want to mention that's interesting or something you're planning to eat later uh, on? I mean, what I've mostly been kind of diving into is messing with the air fryer mostly. Really? Just for convenience for purposes with some stuff. I mean, yeah, everybody's got an air fryer. I'm the only one who I feel I don't. I have like a all-in-one microwave that has air fryer capabilities, but it's so complicated. I don't know why the hell I even got it. But You know, it's easy when you can just press a button and let it go. It also dehydrates and makes jerky. I haven't done that yet. But okay, that'd be cool. I want to test that out at some point. I'll, maybe that'll be what I bring in one of the times. Yes, but, I'd uh, love to try your jerky. Uh, I was doing really <laughs> quick and easy. Like TikTok has bought, brought me to a place of like not super high calorie, but high protein and like low fat type meals that are meant to eat, like eat well, exercise to make like your weight Build loss muscle. journey more fun. Yeah, and to like make it more varied. So I've I've seen a bunch of stuff, and I've made I've had one of these recipes where I've made it. I've done, uh, so like some of them recently have been in the air fryer. I've done these were pizza wraps I've been doing. Real simple, super easy. Okay. I just take the the wrap or whatever it is I have there. Uh, just spread some pizza sauce, low fat or like if you can if you can find it. I've had such a hard time finding like fat free type cheeses, shredded cheese there, and then uh, you just put whatever else you want in there. The guy recommended like turkey pepperoni, and then I just put like cut up some. Uh, I cut up all the pepperonis. And then I cut up the like a chicken sausage. Okay. I'm probably gonna get chicken itself and cook that first, and then maybe like the night, the day before, and then use that as like 
the extra piece because you only do it for like five minutes. It's like five minutes and it's done. It's just putting it together, slapping it in, and then enjoying. And then uh, the other things that I've like that I'm gonna go back to making is the is like replacement version, high protein, lower fat replacement versions of other foods like macaroni and cheese. Yeah. You get like the chickpea protein pasta. Uh huh. You can do you can sneak cottage cheese is a sneaky tool when you get the fat free cottage cheese. Oh, absolutely! You Add so much flavor and it's creamy when it melts. Well, you can like... just take um you can you take it, heat it up a bit, blend it, and then add other things into it. Yeah. Uh, you can just you can throw out all those. You can go buy those really cheap, like uh, mac and cheese packets, and then steal their steal the cheese packets. And you use those as, your, as as part of the base. Okay. And then you just you put that through, and it, it thickens up when you put it in the uh, fridge. But you reheat it again, it gets a little more of that like goopy texture. Yeah. And then I've also replaced like uh, with that, that with condiments, so I'm gonna do that again, and try to make my jalapeno ranch again, where you use like fat-free Greek yogurt. Okay. Plain Greek yogurt. And you use like the ranch draw the Hill Valley packets. No, you don't even need to use those. You just use uh like. Fresh like like uh, herbs and okay. like, spices and things so, like you know like dill and stuff like that. There was I had the list at one point. I it would take a bit to find it, but like and then you like blend it with like fresh like you cut the stems and seeds out of jalapenos. Okay. And you use fresh jalapenos. Well, why don't you do me a favor and see if you can find it and if you could send me the recipe, I'll throw it down in the con- uh, the uh, podcast notes or down in the uh, info section of the. I'll videos. see if I can grab it. It was from this one guy's TikTok thing, and I have to go either. I don't even know if I saved it anymore or where it is, but. He does a lot of fitting stuff with that, so that's where I find it. So okay. there, is he the dude with the mustache and red hair? No, no. You know who I'm talking about, right? Not at the top of my head. No. I think he's, there's, a, there's so I many like, of them. Yeah, I'm gonna buy one of their books at one point, and I'll and then I'll, I'll start using that. You know who's really good, Babish? I don't think I've seen him. You've never seen binging with Babish? No. I watch a lot of reckless things, and like, every once in a while, the food ones come through. You gotta, you gotta watch binging with Babish. He's he's up there. Uh, another one that I think is pretty fun to watch is Adam Ragusia. Ragusia. Well, it is it is tough ways. with my TikTok feed there because you get. Oh no! This is app. YouTube. Oh, see, I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of YouTube. My attention span's gotten short over the years. <laughs> uh, I need something to do well. So when I'm playing, when I'm playing games, a lot of time, like I'll consume the media by while well, I'm waiting on my, I'm on my PS5 and I'm waiting for my Peasant Station Four friends to load into the matches too. <laughs> we're not they're last gen they're i no longer i catch myself saying next gen still with my current my the, the console I'm like it's a current gen well the whole thing with the stuff with like i peasant station for people get a new console stop if they can find it you can it's, it's so easy playstation 5 is now actually easy. easy to find now they've been easy to find all right or if well. you actually put a little bit of effort into it i got both the console i got a playstation 5 day one and i got an xbox series x two weeks after it came out well, to be fair, we li- we we work in a building where there's literally. I'm also a psychopath when it comes it. to finding things that you can't find. I'm I can somewhat relate. Like the NES Classic when that happened. Yeah. Oh, you best believe I found it. Same here. More than one. Same here. See, because I got two or three, gave one to my brother, kept the other, and sold the third for whatever the cost of the other two were. Well, I bought. We bought me and me and uh, the same same guy I was talking about Ryan the coffee. Uh, channel, we we were had run into the annoyance since we were dealing with it at a GameStop. Everybody wanted it. Mm. We were so tired of it. One day we we're like, we're just gonna go get, we're just gonna go do what these people don't want to do out of spite. And then we just like, you know, what do we do with these? We were like, oh, well, 
Up on eBay it goes. <laughs> well, we're going to be on the last section. We're going to be reading letters. We're going to have to pull it up. We're going to be getting our glass of warm milk as we wind down here for the nice, cozy evening. Yes. I feel that these are from friends, and I appreciate you guys. It's like all Blues the Clues time. in here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, They've first had like letter. Four Steves. Huh? They've had like four Steves or Steves or something like that. Well, it's a Steve, then there's Joe. That you know, there's like not, four. That we're not going to... into this, all right? Because I am very upset about Joe Steve. All right, leaving. well, show show our first show our first letter. All right, so first letter is from Spazoid one eighty eight, and Spazoid writes, "What is a telltale sign that you see at a restaurant that helps you realize whether or not it's worth it?" Hmm. That is a really good one. I think definitely one of the telltale signs for me at the very beginning is one of two things you go through. It's if it's like a standalone place, this is this one applies to you more. Yeah. Is it the parking lots entirely full? You have an extreme amount of trouble trying to park. Yeah. Or there's So that's a good sign. Yeah. If yeah, the yeah. parking lot's full and you can't find a spot, you're like, Oh wow, the place is busting. It's busy. It's gonna be yeah, or if there's um, the other one I run into is if you go in there and you run into the issue of multiple sets of parties yeah. waiting yeah. in if it's a small like little door open way, and it seems pretty packed there, and you're trying to get in with the different it, like no matter what time of the day it is like I'd say outside of any of the peak times. What about you go to a place and you either get served something or we get given something. And then at that right off the bat, you're like, all right. And it's pretty much set the tone where, like, I know what I'm getting and it's not going to be great. Usually the cleanliness yeah. does it for me. Like, places, like, spots that just shouldn't be dirty or, like, stay extremely dirty that are. As well as, like, if you, you're going in the initial place and before you get seated or, like, you sat down or going in and you go into the bathroom and it's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you know what that's a great point. You go into the bathroom, bathroom's disgusting. I don't even want to know what the There are some looks off like. chances where that's not the case and the place is bomb. Yeah. But those But are that's very... more like the customers go and wreck it and you have to let them know so they can clean it. Yeah. I worked well, at a restaurant. Like you the, worked at like, a restaurant it, before? Yes, like no? the hole in the wall places where like you don't there's there's not a lot of sit down area so it's yeah. like pretty much just an in and out thing anyway. Like take but, out. But yeah, I mean I haven't worked in a restaurant. I've, the only bathrooms I really kept to cleaning was the, the fun world bathrooms most yeah. of the time. And those those actually weren't terrible. For me, when it's similar to you, something that lets me know whether or not a place is good, a breakfast place for in particular, I'll, I'll go to a breakfast place and my go-to to see if they're up to snuff is ordering the corned beef. Corned beef hash is either going to be made fresh. You can see that they literally cut up the corned beef, added potatoes, you know, sauteed it on a, on a griddle or whatever. And you got the fried egg on top with the runny yolk with the side of whatever bread. I like biscuits. Or sourdough. And I can tell whether it's fresh or if it's canned. You give me a plate of dog food with eggs on it and the eggs aren't runny or the whites on the top of the runny egg sunny side up are, are still clear. Forget it. You already lost all credibility with me. Like, I want, when I want, I ask, I ask, is this homemade? Do you guys make your own corned beef? If I get told yes, and then you hand me something that's straight out of Hormel's freaking can, I'm done. 
I'm done. I'm like, I want it. I don't want it. Take it back. I'd get it off the check. I'll order something else. You know, and I'm not very picky with food. If I know what I'm getting and they're like, yeah, it's out of a can. I'm like, all right, I know what I'm getting. I'll just get something else. But right away, and I go with the Irish Eggs Benedict for the same thing. You know how good a breakfast place by how good the Benedict is. So if you get an Irish Eggs Benedict, it's English muffin, usually grilled with butter, corned beef, hash. You get the poached egg and then hollandaise sauce. Awesome. That is my go-to. If they can nail a good Irish Eggs Benedict, pretty much everything else I know on the menu is probably going to be solid. Mm-hmm. If they can't do a corned beef hash or it's out of a can, I'm already like, okay, cool. How, how much other stuff do you have coming out of cans and frozen bags and stuff in the back? I don't want it. I'm not coming back. Sorry. Ain't going to be That's a fair point. Chinese restaurants, takeouts, you walk in. There, you know, I've, I've read this one and I feel like it's definitely accurate. Yeah. When you go to a Chinese place, yeah. you... You need to look at the Yelp, like the reviews. Yeah. And what you're what you're looking for is not the four and the five stars. Yeah. Because then you know, like, then you know, like everything's good there, and you know, like they say the food's good and the service is good. Yeah. The real Chinese places, the service isn't good. Yeah. And not not to go against anything there that like specifically, but it just that's not the priority there. No. The food tends to be the spot, and the people who are leaving those reviews, they bring it down to like. You're looking for like the three or the two point five. No, I wouldn't go that low. A three, three, three and a half. A three or the three point five. I'm with you there. You want the the th- the closer to the three because then you know the food hits hard, and it's just the people who don't care as much about that, and they want everything yep. that are complaining. That's how you know. Exactly. <laughs> you know you're gonna get bomb Chinese food if the person behind the counter is a scowling old grandma who just doesn't give a. F- anymore about the life and it's just like what do you want i want a number two fine this much and then you hand them the card boom boom here you go go sit down food will be ready in a few minutes that's it just like i don't know i don't even know if they uh have a big like service portion of their side of their restaurants over in china well the ones that have like the pictures up on the top yeah like you you're not you're not in there to get service, so why are you complaining about it? You're in there to, you know that it's gonna it's mm-hmm. gonna be good. Yep. Like it's gonna be the more dis- not even disrespectful, the but the more apathetic and nonchalant they are, which some people see as rude, whereas like you said, us we're like, Oh, they care more about the food and the quality of the food than the service because they're not trying to go above and beyond because they don't have to. It's gonna be an awesome meal. I am mm-hmm. with you there. Yeah, no, that's definitely it. And I want to thank I want to thank Spazoid for that question. That was a great one. All right, I got another one right over here. It's from Capone. Capone uh, sent in a question. All right, uh, how do you like your eggs? Yours truly, Capone's son, uh, Fovong. Sorry if I mispronounced that, but ooh, that's that, a good one. There's so is, many things you could do with eggs. That's a thought. I think that's a thoughtful question. He's 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 smart for asking that one. It's yeah. like. Surface like oh broad it seems broad and easy no. at the surface level, but like there's there's so much more that goes into that. And the way I would start with this question um, is I would I would take it apart more, and uh, I would I would crack it per se. Um, <laughs> well, do I, you like hard yolks or runny yolks? It de- Well, that's the thing. It depends on where how, like how it's what being... part. 
like what meal is it in yeah. what am i having it with uh-huh. is it just that that i'm having yeah because like you can you can cook eggs in so many different ways like if i'm having it for uh bre- like breakfast itself has all the different ways yeah like if I'm gonna have it as a snack, like a deviled egg, yeah, you gotta boil it at that point. It's a hard-boiled egg, um, you know. Hell, I can make a pasta la carbonara, and carbonara has egg in it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the main ways. It's what gives it its. Sometimes creaminess. I just simply crack the raw egg into an instant ramen cup. See, I which is basically go, I... like almost like if without it's it's missing just the part of mixing it beforehand yeah. with the yolk. It's almost like egg drop soup yeah. adding into there. That I do the same with like egg ramen. I'll make, I'll boil some water with some peas, frozen peas and carrots and, and and corn, and then wait till it cooks in the boiling water. Then I'll make sure that the measurement is about the same because I'll mm-hmm. kind of eyeball how high the water is for the measurement for the ramen. Once the veggies are cooked, I'll throw in the ramen, and then near the end, I'll crack an egg in there i'll add the packet for flavoring mix it together and then at the end i'll have like some freeze-dried or um or like frozen like chives or Mm -hmm. green onions and just throw that on top and then just drizzle a little bit of what i used to use sriracha which is now the um the flying squirrel Mm -hmm. or the ninja squirrel and let it sit and then eat it it's so good just cracking an egg in there, like letting it do its thing, it's good. I will say, if I were to like pick the one that I tend to like crave it cooked the way I like it cooked the most, would be I think it's sunny side up the, with the runny yolk. Like sometimes I just like to devour the whole thing one bite and have it like pop like a yes! breakfast boba. Oh, it's you so know? good. But it's it's a it's a yolk boba. Yeah. Yeah. Other same. than that, it's it can. I usually have it as scrambled or in, in in an omelet. See, and I would have to say the same. Uh, I like the reason why I go with poached. And it's not because I'm trying to be a bougie person. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I want to complicate the, the, the chefs. But having it poached gives me the pleasure of having it pop the yolk like a boba. Mm-hmm. While also keeping it low fat. By poaching it in water, you're not getting extra fat from the butter or oil or whatever you're using to fry. You're able to get that tenderness and if done just right, like a poached egg in a sandwich, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And I got a breakfast sandwich like on a burger or having it on a roast beef sandwich, so good. So I definitely go with a with poached egg for me. But you're right. right. That's a very good question. I've got a few more to go. I got one here from Kevin, our friend Kevin Rossio. Uh, All right. K-Dog. How many seagulls do you have to find in your house for you to think someone is doing it on purpose? (laughs) I don't know. Like, you walk in one day and then you find seagulls in your house? Are you trying to tell us something, Kevin, that you're under a seagull attack? If, (laughs) If not... You better watch out. You may have just given me a really good idea. <laughs> well, the question is, how many? So, it's we've already established. You are either walking around your house, you're waking up from your sleep, you come down to the living room, there's seagulls. How many until you think, okay, this is not an accident, someone's effing with me? I feel like it's got to be at least like f- four days in a row. Type of thing. So it's not the number of like, seagulls; it's how often. It would often. be four, but the t- the con- the 
the timing has to be there. Like if I'm seeing it like one or two like every day, then just stubborn seagulls. then something's something's off there. Or like one or two every other day, like to try to make me think I'm safe. Give yeah. me a day break and then bring me back. Bringing me a two day break and bringing me back. Something's up at that point. See, I didn't think about the relevancy. See, with me, it's more like where? Where am I? Am I usually in a random grocery store parking? No, no, it's in your house. It says specifically. It's more like no. That's where I usually see. As I'm saying. Oh yeah. Well, we live inside my house. I won. (laughs) At that point, just one. That's that's the thing. It's like you know, if you if if I find a seagull in my house, Kevin, I'm coming for you. How many seagulls in Minecraft? How many seagulls do you have to find in your house? For you to think someone is doing this it on would purpose. be something that he would write. He's definitely writing from personal experience, and I'm very <laughs> upset that it's not from my own fault. Kevin, who hurt you? <laughs> See, one, just one. One. Yeah. See, I I would have to argue that it depends. We it live depends? in the East Coast. There's plenty of seagulls. Why about. should there ever be one in your house? Well, that's the thing. Have you We're, had this happen? I plead the fifth, but you can't plead gonna, the fifth on this. Listen, it either did or it listen, didn't. Listen, and that kind of listen, answers the question. Listen, Peter. Listen, if we live in the Midwest, like in Wisconsin, which is the that dead was... center of the country, where there's no seagulls anywhere, if I'm in Wisconsin, I wake up one seagull. Someone imported this from someplace, either California or from Salisbury Beach. This. This little guy doesn't belong here. Someone did this. For side Who note, did it? don't, don't bring Kevin invasive species anywhere. Now, now, if we're in, let's say, Salisbury Beach, or even well, here in Lawrence, beach. in Lawrence, if you're at someone a beach. leaves a window open, there's food, like a plate there with food on it. There could be, there could be a, a seagull that might have came in, stole it, decided to come in the house because it was warm, and then the window gets closed. You know, at that point, I just use a seagull trap, and as Sandy once said, they're just rats with wings. Look, if we keep the answer short, if we're in the East Coast where we live right now, I'm still gonna say one is all I need because that's that's messed three. up. Three, three or more. Three Do would you be something. I you can want believe. To to I can me? believe. Is there a reason that he's put this in? No, there? I believe that there's one. If one can accidentally get into the house, like a squirrel uh. in the attic. Two, okay, maybe he had a buddy with him and they both came in to explore. I don't know about you, but I've never had a bird inside any of my houses. I have. Whether or not it's a seagull, not I don't by know. Choice. I don't remember. Three? Like it was like six if there's them. three? I walk downstairs, there's three freaking seagulls just walking around like they own the place. Somebody dropped them in there. That three would be me, my answer. Three or more. I want to put Kevin in your house as a seagull, dressed up as a seagull. <laughs> And see but, how long it takes you to think that's weird. But I'm glad. I'm glad you think it's. I, look, I've had a bird in the house that didn't want to be in the house. It's happened. It happens. It happens. A seagull, though. I think that's the thing. A seagull. I, it's less plausible. I think, I think we've gone over enough of your aviary issues. All right. <laughs> or avian issues, I should say. <laughs> okay, so I've got one more. This is the last letter. This is from Conky's Creative Kitchen. Good morning, Giuseppe. I'm from Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, I sound like I feel this is gonna be like a Casey Kasem letter. It's gonna be like, <laughs> "Hey, good morning, Giuseppe. I'm from Manchester. So if you like travel to one. <laughs> what? I like the I like the actual like setup for this one. Yeah, I, I feel this is a really thoughtful one. So thank you for making this one. So if you travel to a foreign country, 
and wanted to immerse in the culture by trying their famous dishes while you were there. What was the dish and did you like it? So there's a bit of a story with this one. Let me, let me, let me go through it because they took the time. I want to read it. Summer of 2019, I had a surprise orchestrated trip to Scotland to a friend who had no idea I was coming. Our mutual friend coordinated the meeting place at his pub in Dunblane. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Beautiful city, lots of historical buildings, and it was perfect. I had recently learned that I'm 70% British slash Scottish slash Irish, which I thought before and during my trip to Scotland, I would start researching my family facts and history. Well, Scotland is known for a couple of iconic dishes where that I wanted to make sure I immersed in this personal discovery. At the pub, they served haggis. So they had haggis. And this is a dish that is made from sheep's heart, liver, and lungs, meat scraps, combined with oats, seasonings, sweet, and is stuffed into the sheep's stomach like a big pouch. And it is sealed up and boiled, in, and then it is served with boiled turnips and potatoes. Honestly, this sounds pretty good. I, I want to try haggis. I am very open, and I know you are. Very I am. Open. I am pretty much. I think like half Irish, so this does appeal to me. Cool. See, and for me, we don't have anything like that in Italy, Irish. but I in Colombia, Irish, but... they have something called morcilla, which is a blood sausage. So it's the intestine of a, of the animal. Obviously, it's like a traditional sausage, and they stuff it with rice and peas and some other things mm-hmm. and seasonings. And then they dip it in blood. So it's a blood sauce, similar to an English black pudding. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very good. So I can feel this being similar in flavor and taste, but I'd, I'd love to try it. But anyway, I ordered a wild muscleen salad. Mescaline. Mescaline? Mescaline? How do you put it? Um, Sorry again for the mispronunciation. Mescaline salad. With We're here to eat, fried- not to speak. So, a salad I mean, with deep-fried haggis balls, and it came with house-made dressing. I ordered the traditional Sunday roast beef dinner. Mangia, that's the freaking... You got an appetite that puts almost us to shame. Damn. <laughs> beef dinner with vegetables, and they gave me two Yorkshire puddings to go with it. And yes, I did have plenty of booze after dinner. A young Scottish man, about 25, heard that the American lost ordered the haggis. Can you do a better accent than I can? No, I definitely cannot. And- I'm sorry if I offended any Scots out there. I'm sure that I can do better if I was prepared, but forgive me. We'll have to use that with AI. It's gone far. (laughs) And he came to my table to warn me about the dreaded haggis and that no American has ever come to this pub to willfully order it. You and I could change that. (laughs) The man. Loss, you know what you ordered. It's not for the faint of heart. Me. Oh, hon, it's okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm getting into it. It looks lovely. But do you know what haggis be? <laughs> At this point, he was being genuinely concerned. <laughs> Honey, I am fresh off the plane from New Hampshire and newly discovered I am 70% UK detent- descent. I want to experience everything Scottish while I'm here, haggis included. Oi! As long as you know, I will come back to make you be okay. Uh, she's making it easy for me. She typed it in the accent. I'm just saying right now. It's not me. Thank you. Whatever makes you happy, love. Giuseppe, honestly, it was the best effing dish I have ever had. 
It was meaty. The spices and the oats gave it such good flavor. With the dressing they made, it was a vinaigrette-type dress to the acidity, gave it a lot of balance to the rich organ, irony meat of the haggis balls on the salad. My Scottish Superman came back and found me outside with my friend having some boombu. Bumbu, bumbu, B-U-M-B-U. Again, sorry. <laughs> he was told by the staff that I had eaten the whole salad with haggis. Holy shit! Y'all ate the haggis. <laughs> My friend and I raised our drinks and said, "I." And all of a sudden, I had a crowd of guys around us with the pubs going, "The Americans had the bloody haggis," <laughs> and they're just singing along. It was friggin' hilarious. Even though they were quite drunk, obviously, they were still perfect gentlemen. My Scottish Superman said, you're not like any American we've had here. Most of them had their heads up their arses. Get all high and mighty. This is exciting. You're most welcome here. That is awesome. I could only make it through a third of the Sunday roast dinner. Okay, cool. See, me and Peter would have finished it. Not everyone has monster-sized stomachs. Oh my god, rich beer gravy? The Rorkshire did not survive on the plate, though. Not with the awesome gravy and the roast beef was so tender. I also had the pleasure of experiencing what a full English breakfast was like a few mornings in. Holy crap, that breakfast put me back to bed. It was super rich. Stornoway blood pudding, dark black round slices. See, I told you that's something I've had similar. The pudding is blood sausage, which also had oat spices and some bits of meat, onion, beef, sweet, and a blood from either cow or pig. White pudding, no blood, is either beef, sweet, or fat, oatmeal or barley, breadcrumbs, spices, and onions. Melanie C. So to go back to the original question that you brought up at the top, if you traveled to a foreign country and wanted to immerse in the culture by trying their famous dishes while you were there, what was the dish and did you like it? So have we ever and what was it? Oof. My memory from the last time I've been out of the country to experience culture's dishes is going to 2019 uh, at the earliest for it. I'm having a harder time remembering it. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a couple places I could I could probably pull the examples. I definitely had some. It wasn't this place's direct culture, but when I went to Amsterdam, I had a, a really really good kebab place. Called, I think it was called Meneer Kebab, or around something like that. So that was really good. But I think when I probably had the most relevant like f food in the in a culture was when i went over to germany but we're going all the way back to 2014 so it's been a while okay but well again there's no limit well, i want to know i'm curious now too i i, I can't you're, you're a man who's traveled you're a man of the world i can remember one of like i think the things that felt like the most german was i went there on a german exchange trip through my high school at the time. Okay. And we, I stayed with this family who their daughter stayed with one of my friends first. Uh-huh. And then I had wanted to join in and do the program. So I stayed, he didn't end up going back. But so I took his, I kind of like took his place since I already kind of knew the girl they had. Okay. So I stayed at her family's house. And one of the things that they did was they took all of us up to, a couple of us up to, um, I think it was just me, her, her brother, her mom, and her mom's boyfriend. We went up to into the Alps area. We went Ooh. and took just one of the, the chairlifts, and on top in a, a kind of almost like a summit lodge type thing. Yeah, had a nice 
apple strudel with uh, like the real like whipped cream and everything. Like a legit apple strudel. Like an apple strudel, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that that was that was nice. You know, okay. the atmosphere is good. You're up there and up up in the mountains, and I saw a guy like Dude, paragliding. Dude, I can't and everything. even imagine how beautiful the view is. I wish I had the pictures. Yeah. I I think they're either on a, a broken phone or somewhere else. But oh my god, that was that was definitely good. And then of course you had you know plenty of like soft pretzels and things and. I think like sausages or bratwurst and well, things. I hear they have phenomenal chocolates there. I know that the Dutch oh yeah is known yeah, yeah. For the that was the thing I had my ex- the exchange student that I had uh, stay at my house the following summer. That was what I asked him to load up with chocolates. <laughs> you got to load up with the chocolates. See, I wish I could enjoy chocolates. I can have chocolates. I'm not allergic, but I'm sensitive to chocolates for whatever reason. It gives me like migraines if I eat too much of it. And the darker the chocolate, the worse the migraine. It's weird. Wow, don't worry. It's all in the milk chocolate over there for it. But Mm. white chocolate I can have. See, with me being Colombian, there's a lot of really unique dishes to say the least. In Bogota, something that I grew up with that is exclusive to that city from what I have is something called changua. Changua is a breakfast chowder. So it's a milk-based soup with sautéed onions, cilantro, green onions, chives, if you will. And you cook eggs, like you do like egg drop, and you cook the eggs in the milk-based soup till they're cooked on the outside, almost like they're poached, but the egg is still runny on the inside. You add some cheese that's called... uh, Doble crema or triple crema, which is like a mozzarella style cheese. Mm -hmm. And you also get almost day old bread. Usually you'll use stuff like almohavana, which is a type of cheese based bread that has hardened from being a day old. So you would break it into pieces, drop it in the soup, and then you would eat it. Almost like, you know, how you would put saltine crackers on there. Mm -hmm. So... That in and of itself, I would have at home. My mom and grandmother would make it. And I never realized it's something that's unique and specific to not just Colombia, but Bogota, the capital that not many other places outside the capital have. But for something that is strange and unique that not many people have had or would be afraid, I'd be surprised if you'd want to try this. It's called chunchurria. Now, chunchurria is the grilled small intestine of the cow and so here you can see what they look like basically like again the small intestine and it's like a curvy hot dog yeah and and it's, lo- it's typically roasted they just had fresh they'll just like get it fresh throw it on the grill stick like a toothpick and then you just eat it eat it like little like finger food it's mm-hmm. It's a unique flavor, but a lot of people don't like it or is afraid to try it because it's the small intestine, and you know what that's used for. I don't care what it's used for. Don't knock it till you try it. It's a um, delicacy, but not one that many people are brave enough to try. And I didn't realize what it was till I was older, but when I was like a little 10, 8-year-old, 10-year-old, I went nuts for it. It was one of my favorite things to eat when I was there. I like chorizo. I like um, morcilla, which I told you was their blood sausage. I like the salami. I like all of the different meats. And there's a dish called picada, which is all of those meats diced up into small like appetizer pieces you eat with toothpicks. And the 
chunchuria was one of the things that would be there. Definitely like it. It's awesome. It's got like a crunchy exterior, a chewy soft interior, and sometimes it's got something on in the inside that's, you know, it's unique in flavor. Mm-hmm. I think we are at the end of this podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, listening in to our discussion. I want to thank everybody who mailed in and gave us questions and comments. I want to thank all the people who have their restaurants open for us to go and enjoy their food. Special thanks to Giulio Cercato, the gentleman who wrote, recorded, and produced the Friends song that I use for the intro. Uh, He didn't write it specifically for the show, but he's made the song available on Apple Music, the full song on Apple Music, YouTube, and all these other places, and it's free to use for creators like myself. So I love the song. Perfect for the theme of our show and the web web series. So it's going to be also the intro to the podcast. And he also has another song that I like that I think we're going to use for the outro. Again, thank you, Giulio Cercato, for creating these songs and allowing people like me to use it for our content. For this table talk. For this table talk. So, Peter, is there anyone you want to thank? Uh, not at the moment here. All right. So one last thing. Remember, we're two friends eat. This is the podcast with Peter and Giuseppe. We're the taste buds. Thank you all. We are the two friends eat podcast. Uh, remember, you can like, share, subscribe. Please go onto our other social medias, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, X, Twitter, whatever, threads. And be sure to always remember, wherever you are, whatever you're eating, manja on.